We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's good, everybody? And before we get started on today's episode, big ups to the members of the Patreon, Derek Pleiates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, and Ryan Pisner. Tough one for Bill's Mafia yesterday, my guy, but you'll be all right. Also, shout out to my guy, Ahmed, man, pledging to the Patreon. Now, as a member of the Patreon, we are up to 61 patrons. Thank you all. If you head over to patreon.com slash veterans minimum for as little as $1 a month, you could become a patron and help the show grow. And for as little as $5 a month, you can unlock access to the discord, extra podcast, exclusive podcasts, which I am happy to announce starting with today's guest, Ben Wolfen, who has done work for blue wire behind the scenes is a editor a producer a videographer he has worked with complex works on the paul rivera podcast as well sneakerhead and sports card enthusiast we really dive into sports cards mad random too if you go and check out the youtube channel youtube.com slash veterans minimum you see how that whole video came about and how it really was not expected at all i was i was shocked and super pumped by it it was very interesting and intriguing conversation that i had with ben because this is his field of expertise and i'm just fascinated by the card world right now it's booming business is booming over there and it's it's really interesting i'm sure a lot of you listening right now probably got some 
dusty ass Pokemon cards right now under your bed or in your grandma's closet or attic. I mean, shit, I have to go all the way to my grandma's to get a box of all these cards. And I've been just running through them this whole weekend. So starting with every guest that I'm going to have on the show, uh, unless it's a recurring guest, then I won't do it. But there is a segment on the Patreon. It's a podcast. It's called six pack and it's just six questions that i came up with that are really really interesting and kind of unique and they sort of give us a different perspective of our guests and a little fun with it so go and check that out for as little as five dollars a month and i am announcing the winner of the october giveaway which i still haven't done but i do have the winner so i got to shoot the video for that that's going to be up on patreon as well and announcing now breaking news not really breaking news because it's a podcast, but for the month of November, for $10, if you join the Patreon or upgrade your tier to $10 or higher, the winner of the November giveaway is going to get one year free of ESPN+. Plus. So the way we're going to do that is whoever the winner is going to be, you're going to slot into my DMs, hopefully feed first, head first, however you prefer. I will not say no. You come on in there, you contact contact us, whether it's on Discord or Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You know where to find me. You come in there and then we figure out a way to give you either the money for ESPN Plus or we Venmo it to you or we buy for you. Whatever, we'll figure it out. So $10 donation for the month of November. The drawing will happen in early December. Sit back, relax, enjoy my pod with my guy Ben Wolfen. Absolutely fascinating conversation. Enjoy. I'm working hard for respect in my city. I'm working hard for respect. Yeah. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got what I got. Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus at The Lamb Show. Joining me today, my guy. Just met him. Already fired up. Already excited. Ben Wolfen. What's going on, bro? How Nothing are you? Nothing much. Nothing much. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. Thank First you. time really in Queens. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me that. So you grew up in Jersey, right? I did. And uh, you made it... Uh, you, you preface the conversation about you being a Nets fan right away. You're like, yo, I'm an OG Nets fan, not <laughs> one of these like hipster bandwagoners from Williamsburg. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I grew up in Jersey, so like the, the Nets used to play in Continental. Mm. And with all those big contracts, you're like, oh, well, what's the richest area they could live in? And we have an area right next to my hometown called Rivervale or Saddle River. So all the Nets players were buying houses out there. So Jason Kidd used to live out there. Vince Carter used to live out there. Uh but my, my famous story is that Jason Kidd was at the gym once in my hometown. And uh, I was in school. And so I was, my older brother is five years older than I am. So at the time, we were in separate schools, middle school, elementary. My mom pulled both of us out of our schools because she saw Jason at the gym on the treadmill. And she dragged us up to him. And it's like, what do you say to your hero? Damn, that's crazy. It's like you, your mind is blank. Yeah, I I uh, I was a big Jason Kidd fan growing up too, man. He was awesome. Those I remember those Nets teams. I had a I had a 2002 Eastern Conference Nets like 
uh banner no not banner because i was a knicks fan but it was like one of those hats i got from like because so my dad is a food vendor in new york city Mm -hmm. and he's been on 49th and park avenue we're still there now for like 28 years is coming up on you know i'm 29 so he's been there pretty much uh, as long as i've been around and breakfast donuts and shit like that and we would always get like memorabilia merch from mm-hmm. the NFL. MLB is down the road too. And one of our customers was a season ticket holder for the Nets and he got us like I would have dude, I would have like Cincinnati Bengals gear. Yeah. I would have Orlando Magic shorts, like the most <laughs> random shit cuz they knew like we'll give it to Tony. You know, yeah. my dad, my dad's name is Tony and then he'll just give it to his Hey, I'll take all the merch I can get. Dude, I don't say no, it's very rare for me to say no to something that's free. I mean, this is the this is part of Blue Wire. So Blue Wire had sent us an email the other day or a couple of weeks back saying that they were going to send us merch and it was like t-shirt, sweatshirt. I was like, "Done." Yeah. I was like, "Absolutely. I'll take less. whatever you'll I'm give me." I'm a medium. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a medium. Send that shit over. <laughs> Dude, so uh, you you're like a jack of all trades, kind of, right? Like you've yeah. been you've been around. You've worked with a lot of mm-hmm. big brands, and so tell the folks listening a little bit about you and who you're involved with. What's like what's like your thing? All right, so I I, I think it's always best to start from the beginning. Absolutely. Um, so I was a sophomore in college. I started college in 2014. Where'd you I'm go? Young. I went to James Madison. Okay. Um, isn't hold on? Isn't that uh, the Cowboys quarterback from there? Ben DiNucci. Let's go. Gucci DiNucci, baby. Was he, were you there for him? Uh, I was there for one year for him. Okay. Um, but I was there also the national championship year when we beat, um, no, it wasn't, we beat North Dakota State to get to the national championship. Championship. I forgot who we beat in the final. And North Dakota State, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that Carson Wentz's school? Carson Wentz. Uh, they're about to have another kid come out. He's going to go in the top five quarterback. Uh, Lance. Yeah. 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 Trevor Lance. Trevor? Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've, uh, I'm, I'm a big Giants fan, dude. I mean, if you look over there at the top right, the Great Escape. Uh, I was at that Super Bowl. I got the gloves. Is that the one where Tyree caught it? That's the Tyree catch. That whole play up there is, is, is the Tyree catch. So I'm wow. a big Giants fan, and it's been rough for me the last couple of years, man. It's been rough, <sighs> and you know, I've had this like gigantic hard on for Trevor Lawrence, and it just seems like I'm so conflicted, dude, because. You know, we're recording this prior to the Eagles game on Sunday. Yeah. But they're, they're a half game back of first in the division. And they're like a half game up on the third overall pick. It's so chaotic. I hate that we still have a shot. Oh, you're a Giants fan too? I am. Oh, yeah. okay. My kind of I my hate kind it. Of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hate it. I, I hope the Jets somehow pull out two wins. Mm-hmm. And maybe we still have a shot at Trevor. Yeah. He's Daniel's not getting it done. Nah, man. He's he's turned the ball over, I think, in all but two games in his career. And even this last game against Washington, he actually had a turnover, but the ball went out of bounds on a fumble. Yeah, so it's, it's just something where I, I wanted him to be the answer so much mm-hmm. that I kind of had goggles for him. Yeah. and But he's not. No, he's not. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get back to the Giants. Yeah, so um, so James Madison, they played North Dakota State. You were at the you yeah. were there during that time. Yeah, I was. I was there for one year at Ben DiNucci. It really sucks to see that he's getting dragged through the dirt. Um honestly in college I didn't think he was that good either, but I didn't necessarily think the whole the whole game was his fault. 
mm. because the Cowboys offensive the Cowboys offensive line is disgustingly trash. Dude, the whole Cowboys team right now is trash. Listen, I'm in a very competitive fantasy football league. Yeah. It's one that it's my childhood friends with the exception of one guy dropped out this year and my buddy Marco stepped in. We've had the same 10 guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, $300 buy-in. It's Ooh. the only league I play. Wow. Um, I have the belts. I've had we the have... same guys too. We do 150 buy-in. Yeah. So we so there's these group of kids in our neighborhood who they're up to 1100 per team. And it's... How old are these kids? They're like in their mid-30s now. Okay. So okay. They, a little they, bit more acceptable. They started that league... Uh, at like 50 bucks and then they got to 100 and then they've been going so they're they're like their 12th year doing it so yeah. we were like yo we'll follow that path and then they got to 300 and after the 300 year my buddy dominic was like yo if we go 400 like you could be a little bit more upset if a guy pulls a hammy if, yeah. you know, at that point it's like it gets a little oh why'd you trade with him what the fuck you're colluding the league and shit so we're just like, you know what? 300, still a nice pot. It's about 2K to first place. You know, you do some splits. You know, I've won it the last two years and I've, uh, my buddy Impy, probably my, my, my best friend Impy, we get to the finals and I was just like, yo, you know what? Let's take a thousand off the top each and then we'll play for the belt, more bragging rights than anything. But we're go- I don't want to get too sidetracked, but yeah. I have Zeke and. My team is seven and two at the moment. Um, first points for. I made a wild trade, dude, in the league. I traded James Robinson, Lockett, and Juju mm-hmm. for McCaffrey and Godwin after McCaffrey got hurt the first time. Yeah. And my team is stacked. I, I got Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, Gaskins, C. Kyler Murray's my quarterback. I actually bet Kyler Murray to win MVP mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. He was 15 to one. And he's like in that discussion, you know, it's like speaking of MVP and I want to have this debate later. I truly believe Dalvin Cook is putting up MVP numbers, career numbers, historic, historic numbers. Oh, you're going to you're going to laugh at my pain. Some of the issues I have on my fantasy team. So I I have Zeke going back to what you're talking about with the Cowboys in the offensive line. They're on a bye week this week. So it's cool that we can actually like kind of talk about them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But with Dallas, it's. First, it's all right, Dak goes down, and you're like, all right, man, maybe Andy Dalton could be a thing. I mean, I, me and my buddy Ahmed, who's a big Cowboy fan, I had him call into the show, and we were just talking about Dallas. And I was saying, if you look at what the Cowboys have roster-wise, like the, that's a very talented roster. I felt so yeah. proud of myself. Ben, at the beginning of the year, I was saying the, the Cowboys are going to be the Chiefs of the NFC. Loaded wide receivers at the time. They had Blake Draw. This is going back into August. Yeah. Right? Zeke. I even like Pollard, too. That's the thing about the Cowboys. Every year on paper, Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Every year. But I, I thought of them offensively. They had a chance to be like the Chiefs and put in a monster numbers. And the offense was going to drop 30 spots. And they were. Mm-hmm. And then Dak goes down. They lose a lineman. Another guy retires in the before you know it. They I think they have one starter from the the five that started week one. Yeah. And now Zeke has not outscored his last game with Dak in the four games he's played without him. Now it's like oh, and I waited for McCaffrey to come back, so I was able to stay afloat because I had a lot of depth on my team. And then before you know it, <laughs> my buddy Marco who stepped into the league, he has Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And he's like, yo, he reached out to me. He's like, Zeke and Terry McLaurin for Dalvin Cook. This is before this is before week eight. Mm. And 
for everyone listening, and as I look into the camera, uh, every snap Dalvin Cook has taken, it just hurts. Yeah. Because I, mean, I said it's, no. It's unreal. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. They, I was reading something about his last two meeting, his last two outings. If you were to take any two running backs mm-hmm. in the NFL, any two you wanted, and combine their fantasy score from that week, they didn't outscore Dalvin Cook. How you know how crazy that is? It's insane. You're talking about like I could give you. He had 50 last week. You could be like, yo, I'll take Kamara and Derrick Henry. Nope, didn't outscore him. Yeah, I'll take McCaffrey and Kamara. Nope, didn't outscore him. I'll take McCaffrey and whatever like no the last two weeks in those said weeks no two running backs outscored christian mccaffrey i think it's in like half ppr league so if you're in a standard league maybe they outscore but like in half ppr which is what my league is i think that's everyone's league everyone that's like oh you're in a ppr yeah it should be right should be you should be rewarded if a guy catches eight passes yeah absolutely i'm with you on that all right but Let's go well, back. Yeah, let's so, go back. So yeah, James back Madison. Yeah, this is this is kind of how my show is. Yeah, I do always try to bring it back because you know, Ben, <laughs> I am professional. Yes, in the grand scheme of things. So so go okay. on. Yeah, James Madison. They're in the national championship. There's- okay. So my whole dream, or I was a sophomore at JMU, didn't have much direction, um, but I went to summer camp as a kid, mm-hmm. and what summer camp allows you to do is you make a lot of connections. You have a lot of a, a lot of. Uh, that that's the the timer yeah sorry i had warned you about it no that's yeah. right um i have a lot of people that would look out for me if need be and the good thing is i had a former summer camp counselor took me under his wing taught me everything about production that i need to know whether it was shooting editing uh communication with clients uh how to shoot properly as i look into my camera mm-hmm. um uh so I got brought on and I just worked with him. And my first ever professional shoot was with Marcus Samuelson. Marcus is a Food Channel host. Mm. So I was doing recipe videos with them. I was going out to his restaurants in Harlem. Um, we did a live, or it's still a live thing, uh, the Harlem Eat Up, which is they bring some of the top chefs from around the country and they do some live shows. Um, so that was my first professional experience right off the bat, which is a great thing to get because you learn how serious these people take what they're doing. Um, and then when I went back to JMU, I, I literally emailed every single coach at JMU asking if I can make a video for their team, if I can make content for their page. And I would get some yeses, some nos. And then one guy's like, well, what you're doing isn't allowed unless you go through the athletics program. Mm-hmm. And then in comes a guy named Clayton Metz, who at the time was the head of... Uh, head of athletic production for JMU. And he's like, hey, do you want to work for me? And then down the line, we I was the first ever student employee for that division of JMU. Um, and we formed a team. We got recognized by ESPN, which is super cool. We, the JMU video program is doing tremendously right now. Um, and you started this? I was a part of it, yeah. I wouldn't say I, I started the team, but I was definitely one of the first members, and I definitely helped out with some of the recruiting. Bro, hype yourself up. You know, yeah. Take some credit if it's deserved. Um, but then my dream company was always complex. I mean, I was obsessed with hot ones. I'm obsessed with sneaker shopping. I'm a sneaker head. Um, but I knew they get thousands of applicants. I was just mm-hmm. looking for an internship. So I was like, well, what's what's one way I could stand out from the thousands of people applying on LinkedIn. 
So I bought this old film reel case, like this old metal case, and I gave it to my artist friend and she designed it with all of my accomplishments up to that point. So it said like, uh, because I also wrote at school, uh, like columnist of the year or uh, video program. And I sent it to their office. And uh, I found out that they received it when I was working in this small little production house in a farm town in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where JMU is. And I saw the headline of the YouTube video pop up on my phone. And it said, Trophy Room Jordan 17s and a fan sends us a resume. And I flipped out. That's dope. I opened the video and I skipped to the part where I could see my film reel cases there. They're reading my letter on the video. And 20 minutes later, I get an email from the woman who heads the internship program. She's like, do you want to come work for us? And I said, yes. Like that, that same day. So right out of college, I was an intern with Complex. Um, they put me on Hot Ones. Uh, first day, had to try all the hot sauces so you can understand what the guest is going through. Um, at first, I was doing like menial stuff. I was like uh, blow drying the table. So like the linens all looked good. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how hot do the wings get? Because I, I love spicy food. So like so, is it as crazy as some of their reactions? I don't think any hot sauce is particularly that bad except for the bomb. So that's the last one, right? That's the second to last one. Second to last one. Oh, shit. Okay. It is like eating mace. It's like taking mace to the face. Jesus. Well, I've never had that experience, but uh, just from some of the stories you hear, I can imagine what that feeling is like. Yeah. But then I went up to, I went from intern to freelancer. Uh, then I was helping out on the social media end, and that's when I got to go on shoots for sneaker shopping. Uh, got to do a little bit more stuff with Hot Ones, whether I was working a cam or kind of just doing some social content. Um, and then from there, I go to um, Cheddar News, where I was a branded content editor, uh, which basically meant whatever partner we had coming through, I was helping to remake the news broadcasts uh, into social pieces. But I always knew my my niche was that I'm a good editor. I'm in love with basketball. I'm in love with sports. And I need to find a way that I could kind of exploit the two. So I took on freelance roles that I would work late nights, holidays, weekends. I work for a, a basketball startup where I made five podcasts a week for over a year. Um, I was part of David Stern's final interview, which is both depressing and, and like a memory that I'll never be able to replace. Mm -hmm. Um, and I formed a relationship with, um, through, through this basketball startup, I had met a person by the name of Paul Rivera, uh, the shop, the shop. Exactly. So, yeah, you know what, one of my, oh, I told you, but for those listening, Anytime I watched the shop, I was like, yo, one day I want to be the random white dude that's just like in the background. Yeah. There's always like a random, there's like an, uh, there's like a A&R over there. There's like some lawyer that governor was on, which he had signed about the, the college athletes getting paid. Like yeah. he, he signed that on the, or being able to get like incentives. It was something along the lines where like it kind of opened up the floodgates to now, you know, a kid can monetize his YouTube channel and not get kicked off a team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so I met Paul, and Paul, for everyone now listening, is the co-creator of the shop on HBO. Uh, we're now in season three of his podcast, uh, 
This is coming out on Monday. We're recording on today is Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Today is Thursday. Uh, so our next episode will be with uh, a sommelier from, uh, I forget what vineyard, but like obviously they're drinking his wine on the shop. Uh, we're, we're drinking his wine on the Paul Rivera podcast too. Um, so I've been working with him for a little over a year now. And through Paul, I had met someone who also records at the same studio named Buster Share. Mm-hmm. Buster is the creator of Hoops Nation, which has a little over 1 million on Instagram right now. I think 6 million across all platforms. Uh, and he had approached me and said uh, that he wanted to start a show around cards and collectibles, especially entrepreneurs in that field. So I said, yeah, absolutely. Whatever I could do to help out. So I edited the first episode and then he's like, oh, would you be open to producing it? I said, yeah, of course. Uh, and now we're coming back on Monday for season two of, of Talking Shop, where we interview entrepreneurs, business owners, um, influencers just within the cards and collectible space. And that has been unbelievable to see the explosion of the card market going on right now. Um, but yeah, that that is what I've done and. I have a lot more to go and a lot more lined up that I could tell you hopefully when I come back in a couple months on this show. But uh, all right. But continuing with what I said, I told you before the show that I had a little surprise that I wanted to show you. Okay. Can I bring that out now? Uh, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? All right. Let's do it. Hold on. Yeah. Two seconds. Good. I like this. I, I like surprises. I've never had someone give me a surprise. Not give me a surprise, but show me a surprise like this. Yes. So I'm definitely curious. Oh, you got the cards like that, bro. Listen, I am I've gotten fucking cracked out on cards, dude. It's really ridiculous. Yes. So That's what I love. It's uh it's really really wild cuz so I had a uh, my my aunt she has like an entire shoebox mm-hmm. of baseball cards and from like the 70s and 80s, bro. Yeah. Now I have to go and pick them up over the weekend. I don't know what kind of condition they're in, man. So I don't I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But I know she has like a Ricky Henderson rookie. Mm-hmm. Like some crazy ones, you know? This yeah. is all from like the late 70s, early 80s. She's giving me some comic books as well. Like Marvel comics. Like uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man first edition. Like some crazy shit. I would check all those prices. It's it's like in the casing. Like the comic books are in mint condition. Yeah. Um. And of course, I have like Pokemon cards. I see all that. So, so what is that? Can you okay. show me? All right. Can you explain to me how the grading works? Because uh, I'm a moron when it comes. All to right. That. So, the basic breakdown of grading is this. So, uh, there's real quick. Yes. I'm like overstimulated right now. This yes. is amazing. Yeah. No, I wanted to bring something that I thought you would love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I saw you is, did something with cards yesterday. Yeah. So this I was is like, fantastic. I'll go out bro. and grab a couple couple cases. All right. So, the basic breakdown of what cards are. There's two main companies. BGS. And PSA. I've heard of PSA. All right. So PSA is the main grading system that everyone's been using. Mm-hmm. And it's what, honestly, everyone should use. I only see the reason of using BGS. If you have a very rare card, like one of the personalities that I've also worked with, his name is Blez, Chad Bleznik. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a very like expensive card, you go to BGS and you if you get a BGS 10, great. But... For every for the everyday person, I feel like I feel like PSA is well worth it. Question now: Is there if I get a BGA, mm-hmm. a BGS, 
P- no, no, it's PGS, BGS, and PSA. Okay, so BGS. If I if I have a card mm-hmm. and it's a ten from BGS and yes. it's a ten from PSA, is there one that's more valuable than the? There's a the little bit. Card. There's a little bit more weight to a BGS ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSA tends to be a little bit lighter on the ten when they grade it. So ten is mint condition, uh, perfect card, and if you so. If you get a BGS, they're a little bit harder on the grading. If you get a BGS 10, you know that's an absolutely brand new card. Like it just came out of the out of, out of the plastic or the case, wherever it came from. It carries a little bit more weight uh-huh. and it, it adds to your eBay sale. Right. Um, but I want to talk about this. So the market that's exploding right now is Pokemon. Dude, so, so this, this is... Real quick, this is the first time that I actually see this casing like this. Yes. This is insane. So this one is a, right now, as you guys can see, I'm showing it in the camera right now, this is a Pokemon. This is PSA. PSA 9. PSA 9. Red. So 9 is what the grade is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is wild. I feel like I'm So this is not a then. first edition Pokemon card. So if it was first edition, it would have a little first edition tag in the corner here. Mm-hmm. But this is from the base set. So this is a Red Cheeks PSA 9 Shadowless. When I say Shadowless, it doesn't have like a drop shadow behind the picture. Uh, There's another base set that does have a shadow here. So this is the Shadowless version. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you look on eBay right now, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably worth a little over two grand. That card? Yeah, this card. Stop. Yeah. Even though it's not like a first edition? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how crazy the market is. That's how crazy the return on your investment is, wow. which is ballistic. Yo, could you imagine being a kid and you're like eight years old and you're in the, what would you be? Third? If you, if you have a first edition Charizard card and it's in mint condition, you're about to make a six figure payment. So, so how about this? What if you remember you being a seven or eight year old and like you gave away your Charizard first edition for like a chocolate bar? Aren't you miserable Horrible. right now? Miserable. Like now, you should run through a wall. Yeah. So would you feel how did you go about that card? You actually sent it out? Like, you're not nervous No, about no, no. That? This, all right. So when Talking Shop started with Buster, we had a, a guy on the show, and I still keep in contact with him, same with Buster. His name is Jeremy Pidauer. Jeremy is an executive with Jazzwares, which is a partner to Pokemon. Uh, Jeremy's also one of the top collectors in the world for Pokemon. He has the... He has complete sets. He has rare cards. I mean, he has the only complete set of all the Charizards Jeez. from Japanese to English version. Fuck, he can get whatever car he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and Jeremy's he's so humble. He's the nicest guy ever. And when we had him on the show, we talked to him probably two hours after the recording was done. Just because we're like, we love this guy. We need to stay in contact with him. And that whole night, the two hours... We, me and Buster just went on a Pikachu spree where we were just buying already graded Pikachus. And this was my first ever Pikachu buy at the time. And this was in March. I bought it for probably a little over $200 at the time. It's now worth over two grand. Now, when you buy this card, do you buy it? Yeah. um, What would you call it? Like naked? If it's not raw. 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 Okay. (laughs) All right. Close enough. Same concept. You were close. Uh, So... How would you recommend someone going about buying? Like, obviously, I'm not going to pay 2K for this because I don't have 2K. Right? Yeah. Spoiler. But 
if if I'm on eBay right now and I, and I see this and mm-hmm. I I see it at two hundred bucks, like you said, right? Yeah. The kid, someone listening to this right now, should I buy it raw? Should I buy it in the casing? How much does it cost if I have this card in my collection and I want to send it to get? I don't think the everyday person can any longer buy this in a PSA slab. So when I, it's we call it a slab, not a case. Um, I think like the everyday kid who now wants to get into cards i don't think it's really possible to buy a graded one because you're not going to ask your parents to break the bank maybe some kids are i wouldn't um so i think it's better to buy raw but this is my advice if you're going to buy raw so you have to look at the features of the card so as we could see the front of the front of the card itself looks completely flawless there's no scratches there's no whitening like there's no white on the corners or anything like that but it's also important to look at the back. So you want to look at the back and see that there's no whitening on the corners. So this, there might be slight whitening on the on the corners. That's why I got a nine instead of a 10. There's like one little white. And exactly. if you wouldn't have mentioned it, I probably don't see it. I'm exactly. not even trying and that's, to mess with you. That's what I want kids to understand. If you're going to buy a raw, look at the card. Don't just buy it because it says $20. If it's $20, don't trust it. Right. Because it's definitely beat. Is there a way that you can see the card on your own and get an idea of what the grade is? Yeah, I mean, like, are you asking if I could see like a yeah, raw like, card l- and understand l- l- what it like might get? I'm saying you in yeah. particular because yeah. I have a I have a Carlos Correa rookie card, and see, it's in like really good condition. And I'm hoping maybe they win another World Series just to like piss off Yankee fans too because I'm a Met fan. And yeah, I've been miserable. It's been rough, but and then you know maybe one day he gets in the Hall of Fame, and then ten yeah. years from now I have a. Jose Urias, he was a he was a relief pitcher for the Dodgers. I have his rookie card, mm-hmm. dude. I went the other day. I'm walking down Steinway Street, yeah. it's two blocks away, and uh, I passed by a thrift shop, and it's a whole bag, like a reusable supermarket bag, some BS like that, and it said whole bag baseball card seven dollars. I was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm a gambler at heart. Like, I've made dumber decisions anyway." So I gave the guy ten bucks. I'm like, "Keep the change." Some old white Albanian dude, and he was like, "Thank you, my friend. Thank you." I was like, "Yeah, man, don't worry about it. Maybe we can get a Porsche out of this or some yeah. shit." So, but as I'm looking at it, I only look at like the edges because, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a card head, but I used to collect when I was way younger, and yeah. I know like what's in mint condition, what's in good condition. Yeah. So my question to you is. If I had a Pokemon card right now and I just showed it to you, mm-hmm. would you be able to, or is there a way that you can say, yo, Nick, you know what, man? Don't even go and get it schlobbed? Slabbed. Slabbed. Don't even go and get it slapped because it's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, I would be able to look at a raw card and if I saw that the, the edges were all white or like sometimes with the cards, like if you break this up and it's a hollow card, shiny. You could see like the hollow under the skin itself. So then I'd be like, all right, it's not worth it unless it was like a Charizard card. Like even a Charizard card is going for a couple hundred dollars right now. Like that's the only time I would say, yeah, it's worth it. But I, I would be able to tell. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm so blown away by this. Yes. Yo, you, uh, first of all, I didn't expect this. And I'm like fascinated by it because I've been going down YouTube rabbit holes and just watching mm-hmm. all of these because I know I have, I have Pokemon yeah cards and Yu-Gi-Oh! and i got a lot of you need to look at all those cards yeah 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 for sure i have a i have a lebron james rookie those uh rookie orientation cards Mm -hmm. oh fuck you i think it's fleer or upper deck mib 
I gotta check. But I saw I saw that exact card that I have, and it was like eight hundred dollars on eBay. Were you looking at the sold listings? The sold listings, and I was looking at that, and I was saying, I was like, yo, I know for a fact because I have like the little uh, the sleeve. I got the sleeve and the hard case ones. Yeah. So I know that for certain, it's in like good condition, and it's in yeah. the binder. You know what I mean? So I got that over there, and wow, man, this All is right. crazy. So what else do you have over All there? All right. So this is the one I tell people is my favorite card in the entire collection. I went to summer camp as a kid, like I said before, at a camp called Camp Scatico in Elizaville, New York. The founder of that camp is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. His name is Nat Holman. He is part of the original Celtics, which was a barnstorming basketball team before any established NBA or anything like that. So is he is he on those 11 title Celtics teams or is he even before that? He's even before that. Oh, wow. So he's like an OG, but OG. Here's the thing about Nat. Nat holds the only record as the only coach in basketball history to win the NIT and the NCAA tournament in the same year. he How'd won. that happen? I, I don't know how it happened. Different times, obviously. Yeah, 1950 yeah, yeah. he won right, both right. of those. So I actually bought his card from 1933. And if you know anything about these cards from 1933, Gaudis. So this is from 1933. Yeah, these are from 1933, Sport Kings. So this is like the ones that you see in, in books that have like the Babe Ruth ones. It's from the same line. Wow. Yeah. So this card. Bro, this card is almost 100 years exactly. old. So like, and it's not a good grade, but I didn't even care about the grade. I care right, about this the is card. more like a, a memory nostalgia. Exactly. It's something I'll never sell. Than, than anything. Yeah. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm fascinated. More, I'm more fascinated by this than this one. Even yeah. though the price is completely different because this card is, what, 66 years younger than this? Like, this is wild. Sports yeah. King well, let's, let's show the audience. Yeah, yeah I'm, is... the, I'm taking a bunch of picture th- pictures of these to, like, <laughs> promote this this pod. Because, dude, I got uh, some of my buddies, my my, my buddies, uh, Chris, Nick, the Alvarez brothers. They got they got this podcast, Twin Talk Yanks. They're big Yankee fans. I played high school baseball with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a senior. They were a freshman. Uh, I'm friends with their, their brother, Frankie, as well. And... They're good friends, who's also brothers with one of my really good friends. I know I'm throwing a lot of names out here. Got to love the connection web. They got uh, they they they've started going on like these trips into like Connecticut and Jersey and mm-hmm. random like Asian pop up shops and buying Yu Gi Ohs and Pokemon yeah. and shit. So I've been talking to them and they've gone like down these rabbit holes because they're you like, have a game shop down the road. I literally might go check out after this is done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down after this for sure. And they um they've gotten into it. And and, and th- those kids like they're um they're the kind of kids that like when they go in on something they're like balls to the wall and like they're just like double down right. Yeah. So I've learned a lot about it through them, and they've been telling me about these PSAs. What else you, you got? Other right. basketball. So we got. I'm gonna explain two more. So like you said, you're a Betty man. Yeah. Like you said, you have a what the Korea rookie. Korea. Yeah. All right. So this is my bet. When you, so I, I don't really buy baseball cards. I buy basketball cards. When you're looking to invest in a basketball card, you need to look at what is the potential to become a star. And I think this kid has a real shot at it. Rui Hachimura. Yo, my buddy Danny is a sick Wizards fan. Yeah. This is So this, this is, is the perfect card. That's a 10. Panini um, Prism. Panini Prism. Panini Prism is the absolute, like, basic of basketball cards. Prism. Okay, so so this is what you call. So this isn't like a regular base card. So this is called an insert. You see how it says, "Instant Impact." Yeah, let me see. 
So on the side, it says instant right, impact. Right, right. That's an insert. It's not a base card. So Rui has a base card, same as every player in the NBA, but this is one of his inserts. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. 2020 has reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You can only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Spoiler, I'm not that fast, but Indeed is fast. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Total visits, so it's clear Indeed can help you with the quality hire you need. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on all their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all great setup bonuses don't forget to use promo code blue wire at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts okay now what is what is the difference between an insert and the regular base all right so i'm gonna pull up my phone here uh I'm going to show you what a Panini Prism base looks like. This is like, these cases are insane. Yeah, they're great, right? They're fucking awesome. All right, so I'm about to show you. This is what a Rui base looks like. This is a silver, but it's still, this is what a base card looks like. Oh, so it's more like a box score kind of. Exactly. Right, right. Bro, what? Yeah. You see that price? Dude. <laughs> so when do you know? I'm assuming it's similar to like stocks, right? Like you, yes, you... I think I think basketball cards and cards in general are more. I think it's a it's a smarter investment than the stock market right now. And I know that's being really bold and be like, who is this Gen Z kid saying this? No, no. If no, you look I... at the return on investment, it's it's so insanely clear. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. As someone yeah. who has studied betting markets, who has been fascinated by betting from a young age, it's something that just, man, I, I tell this story all the time. I was seven, eight, 
mm-hmm. no older than like eight years old. And my uncle came and he's like, yo, pick these four teams. Who's going? I, I didn't know football. Yeah. You know, he puts a parlay in, comes the next week, gives me 20 bucks. He's like, hey, good job, kid. From there on, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, this team won by a certain. And I just remember from a young age, it was like, wait, so this team has to win by a certain margin. Mm-hmm. And with sports betting, there's always been that stigma of, oh, you're a piece of shit if you gamble, right? Yeah. Or, or it's like, it's always been the giant elephant in the room that no one wants to acknowledge. Crazy how much that's changed but, now. Right. And everyone did it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember going to pregames and to tailgates and like these like six, seven figure Wall Street dudes or guys from my customers are over there just like, they have their little parlay cards and whatnot. Yeah. And everyone's talking about spreads and... You know, I'm a big daily fantasy player as well. And it's very similar where one time I was at a bar and I told a girl I was in predictive analytics. Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies is actually in like he graduated from an Ivy League school and his like. Wait, you said I was in predictive analytics? I was like, yeah, I do. Predi-. I was hammered. But I was oh like, yeah, I do, pre- I do predictive analytics. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of have these models, which I do for daily fantasy. And I try to <laughs> dictate the future outcomes. <laughs> That's a great way to say and, I gamble. And my, and my friend was like, yo, you know what's funny? That's exactly what like predictive analytics is. But it's just hysterical that you, you yeah. apply that to fantasy football. Yeah. But with this, it's like there's. So, like, if you have a Luka card, like, mm-hmm. the only way Luka cannot become a Hall of Famer is if the dude gets hurt, knock on wood, yeah. right? So, I agree with you that there's there's more of a reasonable expectation with a card like that where you're like, yo, this dude is a baller, man. Yeah. Unless he gets hurt, something significant happens. Also, Rui's the only true Japanese-born player. So, Ooh, so his card is about... market as well. His card in the Japanese market is going to go crazy. So like you're also looking at that because like if you're on eBay, you're selling to everyone in the world. It's not just I'm just selling in the United States. I'm selling everywhere. Right. So I mean, I I personally think Rui's gonna be a star, but I also I want to talk about one more investment because I think this is smart too. Is something that I've learned. So Chad Blesnick, like I said, I've made some videos for him. He was also a guest on Me and Buster's show too. Mm. And when he told us some, we always get this advice after the taping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And his, his thing is you should be investing in the first year of a product. So this is another Panini product. This is called Optic. And that's Brandon Ingram, who's unbelievable. 23 points this season. I think he averaged like seven, eight rebounds. This, too. Was, this was his coming out party. Exactly. As far as he finally was on a team in an organization that really kind of gave him the reins, especially before Zion came into the mix. And dude, hopefully they, they let Zion run too. Yeah. For the new coach. Wow, so this is that so, I'm holding right now, guys. Is this a, is the first year of Optic, and this is a Brandon Ingram. Uh, I think it's this. Hold on, can I say? I think it's yeah. this. Uh, yeah, it's just his hollow from Optic. It's the first year of Optic, which is 2016. So I was like, well, who from that 2016 class is a person that I want? It's obviously, got to be Ingram. Mm-hmm. So I made sure to hop on that before. I think he'll be an All Star next season. Personally, I mean, you, how, how can one average? 23 plus eight plus boards four plus assists and not be an all-star yeah and also um, you have the the idea i don't know how much this is going to factor into like his card value but the idea of him you know he had like the blood clot issue or whatever you know at one point people were like yo is he ever going to play again yeah and then now he's he's turning i'm with you i think that he might be he might turn out to be an all-star guys for all of you that uh want to see some of this stuff and my reactions this this is going to be on the youtube channel i've taken pictures of these also and i'm going to take pictures afterwards too 
Um, you also got to pose with the belt. That's why the green oh, screen is over there. But um, man, I have so many more questions. Like, yeah, what would you say is so? I see here. I see Panini. I mm -hmm. see Panini. Is yeah. that like the brand that someone should go Panini to? Panini is the brand that you should go to if you're doing basketball. Okay. I I think Topps still has it for baseball, um, but Panini is the absolute go to for basketball for sure. So for anything current like post 2015 you would say you want to go towards yeah because i grew up on like upper deck yeah upper deck cards unless it's like lebron wade mellow like they don't really hold the same value right like like they make modern cards but they don't hold the same value today do you need to have a lebron rookie card for it to be valuable what if you had a lebron first year no. miami heat no exactly like you're thinking like a sports a sports card collector does so, I mean, you could look at, like, obviously, the LeBron rookies go crazy. No matter what kind of card it is, like, you should be looking. Yeah, I, uh, I just think, in, in general, like, even if you're a super-duper casual, yeah, I think everyone would tell you, yeah, bro, I'm going to go for a rookie card. Yeah. So, my question was, like, what if I got Lamar Jackson MVP 2019 year? Is there, is, is there? I don't, no, I don't like, know. No, that's, that's exactly what you should be doing. So, like... Like the thing with LeBron, like you could say like, oh, I want a LeBron card from his championship year or I want one from the first year of Miami. Um, like all those cards have value because of those those significant moments of uh -huh. people's career. And again, I'm going to say like, so this is a comparison now. So about two weeks ago, I bought a card from Panini. It's an insert, which means it's not a base card of uh, the first game between Ja and Zion. Mm -hmm. And they're both on the card and they're holding each other's jerseys so i snagged that card thinking that will be valuable in the future kind of like the card that i snagged which i'm pumped because i'm going to open it when i get back home i bought a trio card from tops from 2003 that has lebron mellow and wade on it so it's like you have to look at what's going to hold the most value in the future and i think i mean anything anything lebron wade mellow has value but it's now the modern game is looking at the modern day rookies. Like uh, today, Lonnie Walker signed with uh, Clutch. I think Lonnie Walker is going to be a star too. Right. So a lot of it is like the stock market where you're kind yeah. of just predicting whether a guy is going to blossom into something more than what he is at the moment. Exactly. So kind of like buying low on a player. Yeah. And I, I wanted to make this this episode special. So since I bought these packs, this is... Panini mosaic. So this isn't prism, but it's like a, I would say it's second best. So these are, uh, there's going to be three packs in each one here and we're going to crack it open and we are going to sleeve the rookies. The thing with cards, you always have to protect them now. They have to be immediately. You got it immediately. Dude, I was going to say, I got fucking rubber gloves in the car. If you no, want to get really no, crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> absolutely not i'm just saying like you find a jump like that and yeah you, you shouldn't want it laying around and, and whatnot but all right but we're gonna go hunting right now we're we're hunt i mean i would now, love how much how much does this pack go for if you wanted to like, i mean in, if you in, want your audience to know i paid 100 bucks for these two just these two just these two paid 100 bucks for it okay and one because i wanted to do it and two because i wanted to make this special but i think it'd be fun so so also um there's a chance, obviously, that you might not get anything out of this. Yeah, absolute chance. So that's where the gamble comes yeah. in. Oh, this is great. 
I mean, if I if I was a betting man, I would say we're more than likely not going to get Ja or Zion, but I would love to pull it. I've never pulled a Ja or a Zion. I've pulled Luca, but I haven't pulled those two. Interesting. So, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's crack open one yeah, here. Yeah, do, do your thing, man. This, this is crazy. You know, I uh, would you, I mean, actually buying a, a card that you know already makes sense more than like buying the packs, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, because you could, in theory, maybe there was a Zion that cost 100 bucks, and you were better off just buying it that way as opposed to buying a pack and not knowing the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm just blanking because I'm trying to open these. Nah, man, make sure make you these... don't, don't mess this up. I really like, I like how these look. These look clean as fuck, dude. Yeah, they are. What would you say right now, as you're opening, you would go, if you had to go, go all in on one specific genre of card, basketball, Pokemon, which one would you say? Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon, for sure, 100,000% on that one. Really? Yeah. What about, where does Yu-Gi-Oh fall in the mix? I mean, if you have a Blue-Eyes White Dragon and it's in perfect condition, that's going to be worth some money. Um, same Bro, with the yo, Purple Wizard, I think, too. Yo, think about this, right? You're growing up and you, you're, you say you were 24, right? Yes. You're 24, I'm 29. We're, we're roughly in the same like age demo where... We were kind of in a unique situation, and, and more so, I think mine, like the, the 27s to 32s right now, where back in the day, your parents would be like, yo, stop playing video games, man. You can't make a living out of it. That's or the like, thing. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. Um, and, and then also like, yo, why are you buying all these trading cards and shit? Like, yeah, I mean, I have packages coming to the house all the time, and my mom's like, or even my fiance is like, what are you doing? Also, I'm 24. I'm engaged. Uh, oh, you're in love, yeah. man. Yeah, it's great. Good. Congrats on the sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so everything's changed. Uh, everything's shifted from traditional to to this creative field. Well, that, I think with, with social media, it's opened up the door for people to be able to make money in different ways. Yeah. And kids aren't saying like, I'm going to school so I could be an executive. Kids are going to school and they want to learn film. And they're like, I want to be a YouTube influencer. Like, yeah, I want to be a YouTuber now. Yeah, yeah, like, or I want to be a TikTok star. Like, that's well, you also don't need school for that. Yeah, exactly. So more and more kids are gonna skip college. I uh, I made a promo video of this studio and I was just shooting and I mm-hmm. I uploaded it up on the Patreon and then I cut like a little clip and I posted it on social to try to you know yeah gain traffic and whatnot. One of my buddies hit me up. He's like, "Yo, who did that edit for you? It was dope." I was like, "Me, Dick. Who else do you think did? Yeah, fucking." Some I mean, little Indonesian kid on YouTube showed me how to do everything I needed to. Yeah, granted, granted, I learned from a mentor my but, editing, but everything is available on YouTube. Also, I think it's completely different because you went into school. I don't want to shit on school because I think school is very important. Yeah. But I also think that you went into school knowing what the hell you wanted to do. Where like me, I, I went into like nine different fields. Well, my first, I would say two and a half years, I didn't yeah, really know. But then, yeah, but then yeah, after like that, I know. drinking on Thursdays and Fridays, you're all the first yeah. two years of course yeah that's normal bro that's you being a kid yeah and then I, it's just once you know what you want to do in your life you're like i'm gonna do everything and anything i could do to get it you don't know what it is but i'm gonna go get it yeah it's like anything i do making videos or talking content or helping to produce content it's gonna be my best effort because it's a reflection on who i am and what i do yeah it's a, it's a it's your resume exactly All right so like i don't want a potential employer to look at it and be like this kid doesn't even care about what he's making he's just doing it for a quick buck but when you truly love something it's not for the buck it's for it's like the reason why i love production and editing is because it gave me a certain control that i really never felt mm. in my own personal life and it, being able to tell people's stories 
and kind of finding your own story through them is like for me that's that's everything to me yeah and that's also gonna live for ages man yeah you know you you put out you put out a you're working with some influencer and you're doing the editing for his page or you're doing you know you shoot a documentary and like that's gonna live for centuries yeah for as long as the internet's around and the way it's going that ain't going nowhere okay yeah all right what do we have here all right, so our first card is Zach Collins. Mm, not great. A little bit of a Jobert. Mason Plumley. Okay, I mean, not horrible. Jokic. But that's not rookie. No, it's not so, rookie. So but like, is there any value to that now, or is it just... Um, I mean, if the Nuggets were to do something this season, maybe. But I don't think oh, there's so much. You're saying, so this is... I just want to explain this to people. This is for this season. This is this season's class. Oh, sorry. This is 1920. 1920. Okay, yeah. so like... Just say, hypothetically speaking, say the Nuggets won the title. Mm-hmm. There's more value to this Jokic card yep. than if where it's at now. Yeah. Right? Okay. yeah, of course. So that's where my question was about, do I want a rookie Jokic? Is there a situational? Yeah, I mean, you always want the rookie card. Right, right. You always want the rookie but card. I'm saying don't get discouraged if you yeah. find... Yeah. Like, like if you got a Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors and then they win the championship, is is that something? Could be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be. Right. But, okay. All right. Next, we got Bruce Brown. Eh. All right. We got, all right, Brooklyn Nets head coach, Ooh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Big soccer fan. I don't Big know if you're soccer a soccer fan. guy, but. And, all right, we're going to leave this up. I don't know how much it's worth, but rookie, Admiral Schofield. So. So, any rookie that you get, you should immediately sleeve yeah. and keep your eye on in the event that this guy becomes Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, who are you going to be willing to bet on? And like, obviously I'm going to look up the price of Admiral after this. Right, right, right. Um, but it's always good. It's a good practice to always have the rookies in the sleeve. All right. So that's pack number one. Pack number one was not great. And now, so, so these are, these these cases here, not cases, these packs yes. come with three packs yes. in them, and there's 15 cards. Mm-hmm. So these go for about 50 bucks? Yeah, I would say about 50 bucks. All right, we might just need to get a scissor if we got something like that down here. I do have a scissor, but I just don't know where it's at right now. Dude, take your time. Don't worry. This is, uh, this is, I'm glad that there's video for this, too, because there's a lot that's like racing right, through here my we go. mind. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right off we the got bat. something. We got a gem? We, I think it's a gem. Okay. All right. We're going to go from the back. We're going to go from the back. Look at that name. Kobe White. Yeah. Kobe White. Okay. NBA debut, Kobe White. I love it. I love it. So this is something that will probably have some value. Uh, obviously, it's his rookie card. It's a debut. Top top ten draft pick. Top ten draft Makes pick. Makes sense to keep your eye on that one. Exactly. Right. All right. We got. All right. Now we're gonna switch it since I saw it. All right. We got. Tehran Prince from the Nets. Pascal. All right. So this is interesting. All right. So this also might have some value. Second so he's year. A Devin Booker. Devin Booker second year card. So the thing with second-year cards is they're actually gaining some value because kids can't afford the rookie card. So they're buying the second year. Wait, that's not his second year, though. 18-19? He was drafted in 18. This is 19-20. This is second year. 
But I think he was older than that. Wasn't he? He was in the Towns class. Isn't he 2017? Uh, I mean, pretty sure he was 2018, as according to stats. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the with this here. But, yeah, interesting. Man, I, I think this is wrong because this says – it says 1819. I don't want to get you discouraged. Played 64 games, but his NBA totals is 272. I'm pretty sure Booker was in the league in like 2016. We'll see. I mean, I'll check it. Uh, I'll, Can we, I'll yeah, check let's, it right now. Yeah, let's while, see what his rookie is. Because uh fuck, I feel like an asshole now because I'm kind dude, of just don't like, feel like an asshole. got your care. got your hopes up. No, it's uh, not it's just, dude, trust me. It's not getting my hopes up, but I know he, either way. He was drafted in 2015-2016. Was huh. he was 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. So you that card is 2018, 2019. That's a year that's his fourth year in the league. All right. So I don't know why he didn't have all of his stats on there. Usually Yeah, that was weird the way it was set up, but but it it kind of gave it away because if you look closely, like right underneath that, because to your defense yeah. it says 1819, like that was his first year, but then right underneath NBA totals, it says how many games he's played. Yeah. All right. Next one we got Malcolm Brogdon, and then we got an insert of Jam Masters, which is just Paul George. So do do these packs at least guarantee you one impact card or you'll see that's what that's what this next one is oh okay so at least you have potential for like a gem yeah we might have a gem in this one guys we might be able to buy a porsche i don't know maybe red interior all white my dream car you know what i'm saying or should we get that miami vice car that jordan belfort was driving in yes that was fantastic as well okay so what do you got there all right so we got kemba walker here on the celtics on the celtics austin rivers and carl malone so this was a pretty dud pack honestly which is fine it happens so what happens if you find carl malone and he's on like it's a card from 2020 mm -hmm. is there no not really nothing? no i mean no like no kid you have to look at the times of what it is like Kids that grew up in the 90s think that Carl Malone is the greatest thing ever to have right. a card as, but kids who grew up in the 10s or the early 2000s like, don't yeah, know who that guy yeah. is. This guy lost to Jordan twice. I yeah. The most that they know of him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleeve up this Kemba one because this is first-year Celtics, so maybe it has some value. So we'll just be safe about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now we're on to pack number two here. What's the most valuable card you have in your possession? In my possession like right at, now? Like at home, yeah. Um, I mean, I have some hollows from the first edition of Pokemon that are graded 9 plus. So, so what, about, what about from a, a sports perspective? Sports perspective. Um, or or mm. how about this? To make it a little easier, maybe, maybe one that you think is going to be super valuable. Okay, so I mean, I have. I know you've already mentioned this Rui one. Yes, I think Rui's gonna be a star, but I don't think he's gonna be my most. I think this Ingram card has the most upside to it right now because I don't have like a rookie Luca or I don't have a rookie Zion, and that's what's selling right now. Right. All right, but let's see what we got here. Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, okay, love it. Wow! Show people. The aforementioned Luca. The aforementioned Luca. That is wow. absolutely worthy of the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. This was the. I mean, this is the year that he really, yeah, blossomed into 
Yeah. This guy's a top five player in the league, especially what he did in the bubble. Yeah. I think he's top three. Yeah. I would say, man, it's hard not to pick him if you're doing the whole fantasy booking of fantasy drafting. I can have anyone in the league. Like, how do you not pick him? Yeah. Like, even over LeBron. I know it sounds crazy. Maybe like the initial return on LeBron's gonna be, but this is like a guy who is yeah you yeah you have to have a little gonna guy. attract free agents. The value of your team is gonna go up. You're gonna be on the Forbes like top three most valuable franchises. So yeah, all right. Okay, and then we got goodies we have Grayson tripping, <laughs> Grayson Allen, Stephen Adams. All right, we got a Hall of Fame insert, Julius Irving. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then we have a Kevin Durant USA. Ooh, so what about that? That's no, and not about, really. What about the the Julius Irving? Even though it's, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna sleeve up the Irving and see what it's worth, just because it's also a. So, this is called a silver. You can see how it's like reflecting like that. Mm. So a regular one like this doesn't shine the same way. Oh camera. yeah, that, I don't know that if, one's more like a rainbow kind of reflector. Exactly, where that one's more silver. Yeah, so this is a base. This is a silver. Uh, so we'll just sleeve this up. Maybe it's worth a little bit. Probably not, but we'll see. All right. Next pack. All right. The last pack that we have here. Second to last. Second to oh, last. Oh, yeah. And then we got the... Then we get the special one. We got the extra special. Hopefully, we get some... I see we have a rookie back here, so I'm, I'm at least we got that. All right. We have Marcus Gasol, eh, Aaron Holiday, Justin Okogie. Okay. This might... So... Any LeBron card is worthy of some value. So, like, this is a LeBron insert MVP year. But this card just looks like cool. Yeah, Panini does a great job with its with its finish, uh, the way like the gloss of it, the shimmer, it, everything is great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn, this is so cool, man. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm holding like a delicate child. No. This kind of this, I don't, I well, don't I think mean, you also don't know. Like you don't want to. I don't know. I don't think this, this, like, if it's not from LeBron's rookie or anything significant, like, I mean, this may be worth maybe a hundred bucks. Right. Like who knows? Probably less. Um. All right, James then we got Harden. insert James Harden. That, oh, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I want to get into it with him. With with Harden because I think he's the problem to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, and then we have rookie Seku, which is fine. Which we'll also just throw into a sleeve. Hopefully, we get a Zion or John here, which would be all time. Man, this is like I'm really just I can't get I can't get away from these casings, man. Yeah, the casings are great. And this, really is, this is dope, cheap plugs and promos. You guys definitely got to go to the YouTube channel to see some of the shit that I'm just holding up right now so you guys can see Brandon Ingram and just the casing is so popping. All right. This is now our last case. Right, the last one. Let's see what we got here. Mm. Okay. I see one that we will definitely still sleeve up. We got on the back here another so LeBron. It's, it's, pretty much the same one just like the the hologram is different the yeah color exactly okay uh sleeve that and then that's, we did not pull a zioner job because i could see both cards here but it's fine i see karis levert 
had a pretty nice year this year with the Nets. I'm interested to see how he's going to look next year with them. And then we got Clint Capella. Okay, so another dud. Another dud. But hey, that's what it is, and that's it's it's a gamble. It's what it always has been. Uh, still fine. We got some good solid cards here. I mean, we pulled a Luca, which is great. Where is our Luca? Right there. We're gonna put him at the top. All right, pretty. I would say this was a pretty solid outing, actually. Like this, I this definitely these three cards definitely paid for the two for sure. Really? Yeah, definitely. Oh, so you've already yeah, profited. No. Okay. I would say at least from these three cards, I probably profited a hundred bucks at least. Wow. Yeah. Like Kobe White card will go. Same with Admiral and Luca. Like I, I actually just sent this card to grading to PSA. Like this so exact now you card. Have two now I have two same. of them. Yeah. Nice man. That's yeah. fucking dope. All right, dope. So this was this was a solid outing for cards. Yeah, man. Listen, let's uh, let's start to to wrap this up a little bit. Yes. And then uh, I have a lot of questions that I'll say for another time. And we got to do this. I do this segment for the Patreon. It's like a six pack of rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you don't know go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yo, Ben, this was awesome, man. Thank you. I think uh, I know people in my Discord for Patreon. They've been asking because they've been seeing me just promote like new cards and shit. Just because I've gotten into it, and especially like. I'm new to the game. I'm not a vet, but I I know like who's good and who's not. Yeah. I just like now I know. All right, I should go after Panini's. Mm-hmm. And, and if I have LeBron's mm-hmm. or cards of that nature, definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this was awesome. Thank you for uh, coming, joining the show. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime. Um, where can they find you? What's your social media? What's coming out that you're working on? The floor is yours. Okay, all right. So my social handle for Instagram is at Ben Wolfen. You'll have to request to follow me. I'm I'm a private page. I don't have a following like like many of my influencer friends. Uh, but come Monday, uh, please check out the Paul Rivera podcast. Uh, our guest will be a sommelier from uh, the Napa Valley. He's one of three uh, African-American sommeliers in the world, which is super cool. Great guy, great show. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, Talking Shop with Buster. We have a lot of episodes that we'll be taping this week. I'm not going to say the guest just yet. Secrets, secrets. Secrets. But we'll be coming back soon. Um, uh, check out Blez Sports Cards. Any of those minute-long videos, more than likely I was the one who edited them. Uh, and I think that's about it on my end. I think uh, I've plugged everyone I needed to. There you go, man. Guys, at The Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. I do have one more plug. I'm so sorry. Good go. Yeah. I have one more plug. Always check out on Blue Wire, the checkup with Brandon B.A. For anyone who knows that influencer on Instagram and Joy D'Angela, the checkup on Spotify. There you go. I'll make sure to, and also remind me. An Apple podcast. To just send me the links and I'll put it in the episode to make it easier. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody on the Patreon. Um, Enjoy yourselves and congrats, legends. We'll catch you next time. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.